You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Ooh. I have spoken. Probably the three most popular words in Star Wars at the moment. Are we all in agreement yes. on that? I mean, it's up there with May the Force Be With You right now. Yeah. I mean, right? I have spoken. I mean, I think it's all over the internet. It's all over the internet. If you haven't watched The Mandalorian, then that's a spoiler. Um, The fact that I just said Ugnaught is a spoiler. Um, The fact that there is a baby Yoda in The Mandalorian... Major spoiler. ...is a major spoiler. But I'm sorry. We've already had... Two episodes now, or one episode about The Mandalorian now. So if you're coming in hot at episode 10 of Flying Casual, well, then I don't know how to help you. Also, I thought we were calling him Green Bean. Green Bean. That's the code name. Code name. Code name is Green Bean. Green Bean. That is a go. Um, Green Bean is actually a safe word here on Flying Casual. If you ever feel, you know, like things aren't going well, just say Green Bean. So the fact that we're calling Baby Yoda Green Bean is is problematic. So we need a new safe word, like watermelon or something. Sure, watermelon. Wait, are you so you're telling me that something you're in dire straits now, or is that a test? <laughs> no. Okay. Luke, did we ever get a safe word for you? Mine's sassafras. Sass- That's one. Sassafras. It's <laughs> oh, a lot to get out, it. though. I should probably shorten that. <laughs> I have spoken used to be mine, but now that's... That's, that's like a safe phrase. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. If you that's, have time no, to like... absolutely You can't proper. be in like you're too right. much danger if you have time to say something like sassafras. I've spoken. Yeah, especially in the in the really calm, you know, demeanor that the Ugnaught says it in. Or what's his name? Do you guys remember what his name is? Quill. 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 If we're saying it wrong, someone can correct us, they but I think that us. we are right. Absolutely. Folks, welcome to episode 10 of Flying Casual. Um, Going to be a Mandalorian heavy to a point with that. That's probably all we'll talk about on this episode, right? Episode two, the Mandalorian, the child. Chapter two. Chapter two. The child. I thought all the other podcasters were calling it chapter, and then I realized after watching chapter two that they're calling them chapter it two. It is chapter not two. episode two. And it's... Last episode, yeah. we didn't get like a yeah. title to it. It was just like chapter the, one, the Mandalorian chapter one. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, so got got Holly here, uh, mixed a nice margarita for That's this right. episode. <laughs> so Luke, you may be just taking the reins, sassafras, sassafras. Um, you might be taking the reins on this one. I may just black out depending on how much tequila is in here. I don't know, but really late night here on Flying Casual for having tequila at you know, nearly 10 p.m. Um, that means just, you know, just getting ready to relax for the work. Anything week. can happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Luke, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing swell. Doing swell. Um, got to watch episode or chapter two of chapter the Mandalor- two? Mandalorian, right? Yeah, and when, uh, when you know, Kaz has hit his head a lot. Wow. But when he ran into that Amazon tribal woman, <laughs> I thought she was going to kill him. She was so annoyed by him. <laughs> you are, must be speaking of resistance, which oh. I, I am also behind on. Can you imagine that? Now that the Mandalorian came out, I've fallen off of the face of the earth with resistance. But you, my I friend. Did my ha- classic, uh, 
I did watch today's episode a little bit ago, doing some dishes, and it was actually one of the better ones of the of the season so far. So let's let's actually spend five yeah. minutes talking about it because you said the the, the, <laughs> the last episode too also wasn't bad at all, right? Well, I can't remember when we last talked about it, but there's been some bad. <laughs> oh uh, no! Oh no! There was like a Zillow Beast ripoff. If you remember the Zillow Beast from Ooh, Clone Wars, yeah, there was like a, a Zillow Beast ripoff. The episode before this. I didn't even finish. I got so bored with, uh, but this uh, this most latest one was, was pretty good. But no, it's been all Mando, Mandalorian. I've watched each chapter yeah. at least twice. Yeah, same. We've done that too. Oh. You almost have to because it goes yeah. by so fast. And and like I told everyone in the live cast, like I I read lips, you know, and it's, so I got to go back and watch it again just to know what the hell everyone said the first time around. Because um, I'm just like, oh yeah, that's cool, Jawas and stuff. But I had no, I, I mean. Not that I understood what the Jawas were saying. I mean, did you guys? Do you guys? There speak were Jawa? subtitles for the Jawas. <laughs> okay, were there? Did I miss that too? There, there were very <laughs> there few were, words yeah. in this episode that weren't spoken in Jawaese. Really? Yeah, I think actually <laughs> the first ten minutes of the show didn't have any basic and or English, whatever you want to call it. I don't think, other than a couple grunts by the Mandalorian, I don't think he really said much, right? Or no, heavy sighs. Yeah. Very little dialogue in the whole episode. Yeah, I think Luke is right. I think the Jawas had more dialogue than anybody else. Seriously, yeah. No, you're right. They were, they were, they did have subtitles. Now I recall because they said you speak, yeah. you speak terrible Jawa. Only some of them had subtitles, so not all yeah. of them. We well, were because half guess. the time they're just saying Ooh, dee -dee, and and we, Ooh, I, dee -dee. yeah, we don't know really what wow, they're saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think that was a Jawa. Jawa. We're going to work on our Jawa. <laughs> but interestingly yeah. enough, the Mandalorian could speak a little Jawa. He could. That was surprising. I thought that was a pretty interesting detail. But uh, so, but then again, like if you if you think about Episode Four or the original Star Wars, uh, I mean, the Jawas are are, are 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 junk traders, pretty much. You know, so they're 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 going out and trying to sell stuff um, or trade or whatever it is they're doing. But pretty much, I don't think they're. Well, I guess they're trading. They were bartering here in this episode. Um, um, well, they sure were. But I mean, Luke speaks Jawa, right? Fluently. Um, Uncle Owen. Right? Oh, not me. You mean Luke Skywalker? Well, Luke's, I mean, no, Luke, Luke, now we know Luke Elder does too. I thought yeah. that's what you were saying. See, now we need a code name for Luke because we're going to get confused because I call him Luke. His full name is Lucas. But I I'm call sorry, him Luke, didn't so. we do code names the last time we all podcasted? Oh, Jesus. oh yeah, you can call me. Uh... Oh, what, what am I? Eldas. Eldas. There you go. Jeez, I don't even remember our characters very well other than the Hut Jedi, Walho. Listen. That was, Listen. That was one of the best things I ever. Googled it, and that yeah. apparently is a real thing. No, you nailed it. I mean, not Walho, but. No, I jacked Hutt that Jedi. all up. Hut Jedi. I can't follow is. directions. Well, it, you would have been Wally -E if you actually which had gotten terrible. it right. Which is, it's, it's already taken. All right. I, everyone would just be picturing you yeah. as that little, you know, robot. We'll call him a droid because this is a Star Wars podcast. But uh, who knows? Maybe Wally. I mean, he's part of the Pixar Pixar family, right? Maybe I mean, he kind of looked like BD One, right? He might be a part of the Star Wars universe. Mm. I mean, ET is so. Yeah. Who knows? But so Luke enjoyed the the last couple episodes of Resistance. Um, it's actually funny. Maybe we just won't even talk about Mandalorian, and this is just a Resistance, resistance only recap. And all of our listeners will be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Surprise and no spoilers no except spoilers. for Resistance. <laughs> yeah, we'll spoil <laughs> the hell out of Resistance. At least Luke will. I haven't watched the last two episodes, but uh, Luke. So let, let's actually. I'm going to start with you because we didn't get, really get your thoughts on Episode One, um, the the titleless you know chapter of the Mandalorian. What what would you think generally, man? 
Yeah, episode one really uh, wet the wet the whistle nicely. Yeah, right. Uh, set the tone, I think, for the series. Give you, you know, the the lay of the land a little bit about what we're dealing with, and just dove right into the to the adventure from here on out. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you guys talked about. It. I listened back to the episode from the other night to catch up with you all, uh, and you know, I was thinking a lot of the same things as you are. I was really shocked to see other Mandalorians beside beside himself. I yeah. thought we're not going to see any others. He's like this loner yeah. dude, but no, there's a little tribe that he touches base with and an armorer that uh, hooks him up with, uh, you know, new armor plates and things like that. So that was a real shocker for me. Yeah. I think most of the rest, other than the, the end ending shock of the, the baby Yoda. I've heard some people use the term yodeling, which seems like an easy yodeling. one. Yodeling. Yeah. Yodeling. <laughs> that, like that. that happened live. I saw it was online. Organic. I saw. <laughs> yeah. Probably just blew everyone's ears out. But yeah, they stopped listening. I, <laughs> I, well, I think they stopped listening five minutes ago. But when we that's said okay. yeah, I uh, yeah. I saw online that people are thinking that the baby Yoda or little green beans name is Yeedle. Yeedle. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think I think they're just taking Yaddle and, and changing it slightly. I, I don't buy I it. I mean, I don't know. Nah. No, you do? I I have I anything is possible. Anything point, is possible. That's right. I mean look you you mentioned were there any other really shocking moments? Because yeah, like you said, that that Mandalorian kind of hideout they had was a huge surprise. I mean, the Yoda thing blew us all out of the water, but the fact that, you know, they, they, they appear to be, you know, grooming, you know, younglings, or they call them, what they call them, foundlings or something foundlings, like that. Foundlings, yeah. yes, yeah, yes. To, to bring back Mandalore, maybe, or at least a specific house or something like or that. Or culture. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was insanely shocking. Anything else really stick out to you about that episode? I mean, I guess the, the briefness of the episode was it 39 minutes. Wasn't expecting that. No, I mean, the, that didn't bother me at all. I know if it if it's paced well and it moves, you know, I don't need filler. If, if it's going to be eight episodes and they're all under 40 minutes, but they're all, you know, nothing, nothing you would take for granted. Yeah. Uh, then, you know so be it and i think that'll that'll work out well yeah. i think the whole foundling thing i think is really going to play heavy here i think we're going to get sort of snippets of flashback and backstory throughout the series and i was a little surprised there were none in this episode this latest Agreed. episode i thought we'd get like at least a little every single week yeah every episode and there were those times where in episode two where he like gets knocked out or starts to black out and gets fuzzy vision i thought it was gonna transition into a Yep. A flashback to get more of the backstory. Like That's exactly you, what I thought. You know. yeah. um, but th we didn't get that this time, but we got a little bit of that last time. I think he's, our Mandalorian's probably going to end up being a foundling. Uh, and I'm assuming that they take in these foundlings now because, you know, they were decimated after the, uh, the Clone Wars and the Empire. Yeah. Uh, the, what do they, they call it? Um, the armor uses some term like the purge or something. The, the purge, yeah. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. So, so something went down, and now there's these these factions scattered around that are kind of rebuilding through, like taking in orphans. I'm guessing. So I'm assuming that's what our Mandel is, and we'll, we'll see how he came to be an orphan through these additional flashbacks. So, question: yeah. Do you think that he's actually from Mandalore, mm -hmm. like a true Mandalorian? Well, well, let's not get that's uh, a deep question. It is a deep question. Yeah, it's not. 
throwing around racial terms here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm guessing not a true Mandalorian, but yeah. I don't, you know, being from the planet Mandalore, but I don't know how much that makes you a Mandalorian um, per se. Like going back, they had like colonized different areas and were kind of a little spread out too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think you have to be from the planet Mandalorian to to be a Mandal- Mandalore to be a Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but there I think is- it's a lot a lot more just about your way of life and your yeah armor and everything. Yeah, there was a lot of difference of opinion during the live chat about that. Yeah. About like Boba Fett and Jenga Fett and now yeah. our new Mandalorian. So what's going to be really interesting i I don't know how much we're going to get into mandalore itself like the talking about the planet because if you go back to clone wars and and rebels like the planet is essentially decimated there's these i don't know what what would you call them luke like globe biodomes biodomes yeah that they that they live in i mean but when they talk about a purge there could be some, uh, you know, a gap in time between Rebels where we see, you know, the Darksaber reunited um, and they're under kind of one leader, we assume, kind of these different houses. But there's some time that something could have happened that the the Empire actually could have came in and decimated all that they'd, you know, really built. So it, it may be interesting now if you have, you know, Mandalore itself is forgotten, but Mandalore lives in these houses that they're they're almost regenerating off world. Um, it may be interesting. Those you'll still have those power struggles, but maybe not, you know, civil war on Mandalore. Um, that may be something interesting. I don't know. We may Mandalore itself may come in in a season two. I don't know. Yeah. That might be a lot. What do we have? Like six more episodes or something. Was it like an eight season, eight episode season? Luke, right. do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it should be eight episodes. So six to go. So that and the, the way they're moving, I mean, this episode we'll just get into episode two here. The the child picked up right where, you know, the first one left off. We got the Mandalorian. Um, if I could remember what Pedro Pascal said in the video when he spoiled the name for his character, um, I can't remember what it was. Um, Jen something or other something Jensen or Jansen. I don't remember. Um, Holly, you can fact check yeah, me there on that. Yeah, I'll look it up. But uh, walking through with, uh, what were we calling it? Yodeling? Yodeling? Yodeling. Yodeling. Green bean. The green Green bean. bean. uh, Sassafras, whatever we want to call him. um, Kind of floating along there. And this was something really interesting. I mean, he gets attacked by Transdotions. What I didn't notice the first time watching it were the Transdotions seemingly jumping over that little valley that little crack there that he's walking through and then you can see the reflection of their shadows like in his helmet and stuff um so i kind of knew he was going to be attacked but those are little details that i missed and there's lots of little details do you and that's the great thing about this you know being a streaming show is you can go back and watch as much as you want it's so well done so well to done. all yeah oh absolutely all those, um his our mandalorian's name is din jaren din jaren i knew it was something about that um so he gets attacked by by the Transdotions, and and he, I mean, he handles them right. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty easily, but he takes a beating. Um, his blaster, though, can we talk about the blaster? Uh, took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting to see something 
of like oh disintegrate yeah just like just yeah just gone just evaporated i was that luke is that star wars lore am i am i missing you know i know sabine had some sort of power that she had created for the empire that was something similar destroyed you know it had a lot of power and destroyed you know beskar armor but have we seen anyone evaporated like that and i don't know that we have it's got to go all the way back to uh Little little Johnny Favreau as a boy watching yeah. Empire Strikes Back, and mm-hmm. Vader looks over at <laughs> Boba Fett and says, "No disintegration." No disintegration. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you know Favreau is wondering, "Oh, he can disintegrate oh. people," and so let's Maybe. make him do that in the show. They, uh, or think, or thinking back to Obi Wan just disappearing. Right? I just want to see the robes fall. You know what right. I'm saying? Well, yeah, that's the shocking part about this gun is it somehow has its effect only on the flesh because you see yeah. the people or not the people but the you know the transition and then we'll get into the the others later yeah their clothes stay after they've been disintegrated they do they do and and he even he even shoots uh he even shoots objects he, he shot at the crawler and it, they're like yeah. a, you know ding! it didn't dissipate that it didn't put a hole in it but yeah it's that's uh some something to do with yeah it's hitting the hitting some organic matter that just it just it, it disappears. It's like it's a setting. It's a, it maybe he's putting them in some like I don't know some other world or something. I don't know. It's, I it's, think he's just particleizing them, <laughs> and that's. I mean, it. yeah, that's. I mean, I, as far as I know, that's not technology we've ever seen. And then the the rifle itself looks like something out of eighteen sixty five. Like it's it looks like a musket. Um, with the you know the 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 bayonet the the whatever the stun bayonet on the end of it, but it looks antique, um, straight from the holiday special. <laughs> so that it's that old. Um, so he he takes a beating from them, right? Though his armor's getting shattered, and and uh, and then I I believe he goes and sets up camp, right, Holly, with with Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's trying to fix himself. And wait, what does what does Baby Yoda do? Oh, it's like the best part. Baby Yoda like understands yeah. what is happening. Yep. And that little green bean tries to get up and heal him. He sounds he sounds like a baby though, right? Yeah, he he does. walks like a baby. He sounds like a baby, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange. Yeah. But I don't know. He like tries to heal him, and then. Um, we assume he is right. He he closes his eyes, puts his hands up. Yeah. To his well, arm. also he looks really concerned. Yeah, he looks very worried. He does. But then he gets shut in the little, in his little basket. He shuts him in there, but uh, he locks him up. There was some some empathy there for you know getting him out. I mean, he doesn't know this guy. He knows that that one trans he he took him from where he was being we think held captive. Um, yeah. And I don't know if this thing was actually being held captive or if they they were trying to get it to somewhere else but i mean he's pretty mobile for being a 50 year old baby and we know now having the force but he's pretty mobile so the fact that he was just kind of locked in this maybe he was locked in that thing and he couldn't get out um but he he there's there's i don't know there's some some good feelings there towards the mandalorian after that transdotion about you know mm-hmm you know just cut him right in half or whatever he got zapped but uh so he looks at the mandalorian like he's you know with 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 some sort of i don't know i wouldn't call him like he thinks he's his parent but but he trusts his guardian he trusts him he trusts him he exactly um so we we we're there at camp we're fixing armor and next morning we get we we show up we try to go show up to the ship to to escape maybe collect that bounty and we got jawas um which was amazing but 
the Mandalorian starts opening fire on the Jawas, right? Like I, he's picking them off. They're just, you know, disappearing. Robes are flying everywhere. Um, I mean, Luke, were you surprised? Were you surprised like I was that he's just, you know, opening fire on these Jawas? I mean, I understand he wants <laughs> a ship back, but he's oh, just gosh. opening up on them, right? Mike, Mike, let me take you through my <laughs> emotional state. And when he first sort of crests that hill and looks down in the canyon valley and the yeah. little jaw was running around stripping the ship and the sand crawler sitting there in all its glory yeah i i had a little kind of eye roll like uh jawas uh yeah is this just like maybe going to be too heavy of a force sort of nostalgic play here yeah and then in a moment when he starts wasting them with the disintegrator <laughs> my uh my eye roll turns to horror <laughs> At the little dudes getting it, and I, I just couldn't believe it was one after the other. He took yeah. out like three or four. Of yeah, them he did really fast. And uh, gosh, that just really set the whole rest of the episode into this just yeah incredible experience. I I can't recall having with many other things. I was no. squealing and giggling <laughs> like my toddler. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was just incredible. The the humor throughout the episode. Everything with the Jawas, I, I absolutely loved. Yeah. Uh, you're kind of jumping ahead a little bit when he uh, <laughs> when he goes to barter with them, and uh, they start making fun of the way he talks. And yes. He does start start <laughs> start to talk in their language. And yeah, they say that he speaks uh, Jawa like a Wookie, like a Wookie. Yeah, I was like, oh <laughs> gosh, he here we go. To, <laughs> give him with the flamethrower because he. It was he say flamethrower a little bit because he was so annoyed that they were making fun of him. He's like, understand? Do you understand, understand this? this? Yeah, and he tries to light him up. <laughs> but you're right though, because there's these moments where you're like, I love the nostalgia. I love you know that they're bringing it in. But it sometimes, yeah, you see all those 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 Jawas and the sand crawling. You're like, okay, another another reference. Okay, I get it. But then something you don't expect. Same thing with the with the with the jaw was speaking there and like oh you you sound like a Wookiee you're like oh that, yeah and then flamethrower all tries to light them all up and I'm just like wow like there's moments also when the Mandalorian just he's not as cool calm as col and collected as we all kind of maybe thought like Pedro Pascal would be in this character that he he has been in, in prior characters he's he has this faults and they come out and that's where really the humor is and, and I can definitely appreciate that so yeah he taking out jaw was like crazy and I was like oh because you have a feeling that at some point baby Yoda or green bean or sassafras is going to intervene right like you feel like okay he feels some sort of yeah. you know appreciation for life I thought maybe he was going to stop him or something in that moment, but he lets, lets it happen. Right. And, and, and then, um, the Jawas pack up shop, hop in their crawler and take off. And he goes on a dead sprint after him. I'm like, wow, we are just, I mean, is, is baby Yoda following him? Like, and apparently he's got like a tracker on him that just follows him. Yeah. Everywhere. I thought but, that that was interesting. I didn't understand yeah. what was happening at first. And I was like, so why is he just following him? Yeah. But then like, you see him like later in the episode, like move his arm yeah. and it like controls. It's something on his glove or his gauntlet yeah. or something that does that. But so that, that whole sand crawler scene at first, the first time I watched it, I kind of thought it dragged on a little much him getting up the side of it and stuff. But the second time I really appreciated it more. And, and when he's throwing Jawas from the crawler, <laughs> the Jawa I mean, murder continues, yeah. right? But you can tell like, <laughs> 
what whatever it was they were using were very thin, you know, doubles, and and he would toss them, and it was almost just like a robe was going, um, <laughs> and then they just disappeared. They there was no they didn't hit any they just disappeared. So so as violent as it's been, it, it's it's definitely you know there's not any real gore, um, at least that I've really noticed. But um, so you're like this. You know, the Mandalorian has his issues, but he's going to go own these Jawas, right? Like, they're no match for him. He'll find a way to the sand crawler. He gets up to the top of the thing, and there's a dozen of them with their, with their stun blasters aimed at him. And he's just like, oh, crap. Down he goes. Down he goes, which was hysterical. Um, and then from that point, you know, this the sand crawler's gone, and he's got a... I think he seeks out his Ugnot friend, right? What, what's the friend's name again? Quill. Quill. Um, he, he seeks him out, right? Cause he really doesn't know who to go to in this moment. And, and his friend, you know, says, we'll, we'll barter with him. We'll, we'll trade for it. Um, and they go to do it and you play out that, that, that I love that. I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but th- when they go to barter with the Jawas, everyone sits down. It's just, it's almost just like a sign of respect. Hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this here on the ground. We're all going to be on the same level here. You um, might get shot with fire. Get, you just don't know yeah, what's going to happen. Get, you might get uh, a little toasted, but, uh, so that was fantastic, and you know they 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 try to barter with him. He doesn't have much to offer. He's not going to let him have you know Baby Yoda, um, but he uh, they 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 start talking about this egg. Well, you bring us the egg. Soka, soka, soka. So you hear Jawa starting to chant, um, which is fantastic. Um, are, are you noticing? This is something that I, that I just picked up kind of in my mind. All the Jawas have red eyes in this episode, correct? Like every jaw we've seen in the show yeah, has red yeah, eyes. Red eyes. But the other jaw was we saw um, on a different planet had didn't they have yellow? A, like a yellow? Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, they originally refer, right. They they think they refer to these as off world jawas. At least that's what oh, my, my yeah. black series figure says. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't even know really where the Jawa homeworld is, but they we don't even these. know. Do we know where we are right now? I think they're pretty hush hush about where we. We are don't right know. Now. Yeah. yeah, and I'm assuming it's not Tatooine because there was that like. torrential downpour in the night shot of them going on their way to meet the Jawas. And there's all the mud where, you know, the final um, fight with the beast takes place. So this is a planet with more water than we've ever seen on Tatooine, I think. So I I think it's safe to say we're not on Tatooine unless... Uh, the environment has changed on Tatooine since the last time we saw it. But. So I mean, is is business good then for the moisture farmers, or are they just non-existent? If we, you know, it seems like a pretty you know desert planet. Wasn't but... Kuil a farmer? And Was then he? he. I have no idea. Got out of that. I don't know, but that's his valley, and, and he's he's thankful the Mandalorians brought peace to it. Well, that's that's towards the end. But <laughs> so they 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 demanded the egg. Bring us the egg. What what the hell's the egg? Um, I I thought they were talking about the 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 what they have Yoda in. What yeah, what little baby yeah, Yoda was in. I, I was like, oh yeah, give him the damn thing and carry him. Put him on yeah. his shoulder, his back, like Luke did. Except they had gone near him before, and he was like, get, get away, away from, from him. him. <laughs> yeah, but I thought maybe they wanted the technology or something with it. Can but you imagine a little Jawa sitting in that instead of that? Actually, be pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, see one of those guys are robes flying. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. Uh, but no, they wanted the egg. So we, we find our, our, our protagonist, the Mandalorian, going to seek the egg um, in, a, in a dark, dark cave. Um, a small cave. A small. It was, yeah, for the, Surpri- for the size of that beast. What was in there? Yeah. Before we get to the cave itself, yeah. there 
you know, we were talking how there's not much dialogue in this episode, but yeah. there are so many like brilliant comedic shots without, you don't need words to understand what's going on. Yeah. And when they, the Jawas first start chanting the egg, it's a little gas, a little gas. Uh, <laughs> You know, and the man, the Mandalorian doesn't know what what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, Kuil's his guide there, and you can see the the actor who plays the Ugnot. I know it's not Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte does the voice, but there's yeah. like a a smaller person who's actually, you know, the physical uh, image of the character, and uh, it, it puts its head in its hands and like it knows <laughs> about the egg, and it knows that these Jawas must have some kind of obsession with it. Oh God. Uh, that obviously he thinks is unwarranted and he just kind of buries his head in his hands when that's what their demand is. And, uh, the very next shot, you can still hear some of the chanting is the, the Mandalorian crouched inside the cockpit. <laughs> and it just burst out. Oh, laughing. that's right. I forgot about that. It's they... such an amazing image. And it's it's just a very a second or two a couple yeah. second image of him sitting there as they're cruising in the sand crawler <laughs> going for the suit. Did they like hit yeah. a bump or something too? He and he like head. he like smacks his head yeah. in the top. I totally <laughs> forgot point, about that. At the end of that shot, he turns to the Jawa next to him, and the Jawa next to him just goes, "Ah, so guy." <laughs> <laughs> they're hell bent on getting that thing. That sand crawler is going just ramping Ooh. over hills, and I see it catch some air like Mad Max. I forgot uh, about that it. moment. Like that's. That it's such a good moment because you don't realize how much you wanted to know or see in the sand crawler. It takes me back to seeing, you know, the sand crawler for the first time and being like, what a sick, like, what a sick vehicle. Like, that's something we've never, I mean, yeah, there's Legos of it and stuff, but they've <laughs> never really had a movie that's really touched more on it either. In the prequels, they just show, you know, Anakin going and seeking information from the Jawas. You see it kind of at night, but I mean, these things are huge. They call it a fortress. They're a mobile fortress. I think that's what they call it. Also, right? also, you know, I didn't realize that either until we watched it for the second time, because when they go to barter with them and they come yeah. up and they're all like pulling stuff out of the sand crawler and they have like, I don't know. It looks like a little marketplace. Like they're yeah. just like going through their inventory. And I was like, yeah. how do they fit all that in there? <laughs> yeah. Like it's right before the Mandalorian and Kuil come up. I don't know. There's yeah. just like so much stuff that they had around. I was like, oh, all of that like fit. It's like a little village inside little of this. Yeah. Luke, did you find yourself ever wanting to be kind of on the inside of a, of a, of a crawler? I, is it, does C-3PO, do we ever see C-3PO inside one? I, is that, Am I mi I'm missing that? That that's so, yeah, like something as, else. As you're talking about it, I'm thinking of it. Uh, I never spent too much time wondering about the insides of the sandcrawler, uh, but we I do, did. We do see it in A New Hope, but the right. the the cinematography of it is all really dark. There's not a lot yeah. of lighting in it. It's when uh, it's the scene after we see R2 get picked up yeah. by the Jawas, and uh, he comes to because they had you know kind of stunned him or whatever. He comes to in the like droid hold of the sand That's crawler. Right. It's super dark. You can't see a ton, but you see like kind of a bunch of droids floating around and then you know he gets reunited with C3 right. there. I think we see the gonk droid getting tortured. Is that why he was getting branded? No, nah, you're you're thinking to head to Jabba's Palace. That was Jabba's Palace. That's right. I'm getting them all. And none of the up. droids in New Hope in this sand crawler are getting tortured. That's uh, right. Yeah, there's all 
they're just all like in a little hold together. That's with all right. the droids get stashed. That's right. I definitely need to go back and watch the original trilogy. So this, this, the interior design of the Sandcrawler was all written for the Mandalorian. I mean, as much as we saw, but like, yeah. yeah, all the all the windows on the side, and yeah, they they almost have a little a little hangout going on top of it too. They've got you know covers and the little cabana things, and hmm. it, I don't know. It was just really fascinating to me and to see the kind of the driver's seat there and and. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool because I've always kind of been like, that's such a cool thing. Like, we should see more of that. And and we finally did, so which, which was awesome. But, um, so yeah, they, they you know, the Mandalorian's going to seek the egg and he gets into that cave and, and comes across the beast. You know, we've seen something similar to this in, in, in the prequels, right? It was mm-hmm. kind of a nice nod to the prequel. I don't think it was the same it was beast, not. but it was similar, right? It had a huge horn, though. This one's called a mud horn. A mud horn. It has a name. What was the other one? I can't remember what the the, the prequel one was. Luke. <laughs> Luke, do you remember what that prequel beast was was called? Uh, I think it was a reek. Reek. Mm-hmm. That's oh, right. Nice. That's nice. right. There was, uh, there's three of those Geonosian beasts. The one's an Acklay, a reek, and I don't remember all of them. Yeah. Well, I, I well, it was really funny because he sees the eye open. Right, he he's got a light on his on his helmet. He sees the eye open, and all of a sudden, the shot is outside the cave. Oh, hilarious! With with Baby Yoda, and you just hear his his pistol blaster <laughs> going off. Now, I felt like this was kind of a missed opportunity. I was hoping the Mandalorian was going to just start hightailing it out of that cave, just like shooting his blaster from behind, almost kind of like Han running out of a cave or something like that. <clears throat> but he gets bucked and just like clear Knocked out right of the cave, right into a mud pit, which w- was also awesome. But I was, it was funny, but I wanted them to continue with the humor and see him take off and maybe even get kind of, kind of bumped there. I guess it but, depends on what kind of humor you were looking yeah, for. Yeah, I didn't write the show, so I guess I should hey. just keep my keep my wishes to myself. But so he 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 gets knocked out by this thing. He gets hit a couple times by it, and you could just hard hits. The music picks up. You can see Green Bean growing increasingly concerned. Um, can we talk about the music for a second real yeah. quick? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. I do the same thing. Because that music is intense. At first, yeah. you think it's the actual sound that the Mudhorn is made. Like, at first, I yeah. was like, is that that creature that makes that sound? Yeah. I think Michael was like, no, that's the music. Just, yeah, it's just, it's creepy. It's terrifying. It, it is. <laughs> But it, but they're but they're balancing it there with comedic moments too, and it's working for me. I, I don't know. It's it's not Star Wars, but it's becoming Star Wars. I don't know. It's 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 really great. Luke, did what what did you have to say on it? Yeah, I love that Holly brought up the music because that exact moment made me want to talk about just the music in general too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it sounds like a like a water pump or something yeah. going at that yeah. moment like when a machine. Yeah. Spit out, it's like it's really unique sound to hear yeah. in a soundtrack and just in general the the soundtrack has been incredible i have been walking around for days just constantly humming the main theme Let's that go. plays over the end credits i yeah. love that song i've been listening to it on spotify what's great on uh, on spotify they've posted two different albums one for each episode nice. that are like cool. the full soundtrack for yeah. both episodes and yeah that that song, you know, like sort of the main theme with the recorder sound, uh, 
and then it it moves into the orchestral bit yeah uh, with the percussion and everything is 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 so catchy and intense and, and just puts you right in this like westerny yes adventure move yeah. mood there's there's part of it too that like almost reminds me of uh sort of like music you would hear in the ewok movies too yes. so it's like it's got like you're right makes you think of that the dun 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 uh-huh. dun yeah it's like a different kind sounds of callback like yeah, yeah, it, it kind of calls back to maybe even like a a series on TV you would see that would have kind of like really good music, but then you know the music was probably the best part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, yeah, just the music in general has been has been really enjoyable and unique at times too. Like that that moment Holly called out. It's it's almost as if John Favreau, you know, he's picking up on on visual. You know, stimulus. It's gonna be like that's Star Wars, and and then maybe even telling you know whoever's composing you know this music like pick up on some of that you know Battle for Endor kind of theme and 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 grab it from elsewhere. You you haven't heard any real like main themes from Star Wars. At least I haven't. Um, it's all been uh you know they either picking from that kind of stuff or or really just creating new new stuff that works. It just fits and and and. And the visual aspect with this new music, it just, it, I don't know. It feels like Star Wars. I, I, I'm so down for it. But it is sometimes intense, and it's just, it's eerie. It, it's kind of yeah. like, what's going to happen next? Like that scene, like that scene with the mud horn, I think, at, like, there were funny parts of that scene, and it set you up to think, like, oh, like, this is supposed to be funny. But then, like, they would yeah. play that music, and I was like, why do I feel so anxious? Yes. Like, I don't know if they had picked any other like soundtrack or music to go with the show. It just wouldn't feel the same. Yeah. Like it's so perfect for what they're trying to do. And it's, you know, something's building up too. Mm-hmm. We know what this baby, this child, we'll call it the child. I mean, the damn show is called the child. The child. We'll call it the child. The child, we know what it's capable of. We just know it from knowing Yoda and Yaddle. Um, we know what it's capable of. We see what it's attempted to do with him. So you, 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 it's, you're, it's building up. You're like it's coming, uh, phrasing, um, but you know it's it's going to happen soon. And 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 the Mandalorian is just taking a lick from this thing. I mean, his blaster fails, his armor's failing, to a point where he's just he's given up, and he pulls out his knife and he just he just holds it in front of him with his last final strike, and you're just like wow he he that's it for him and little i i mean that the moment that we were waiting for yeah little baby green pain standing up eyes closed just you know in his his yoda like garb just stops this thing with his little hand with his hands and lifts it i mean that's the 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 kid knows what he's doing and that's what's interesting he's he's 50 years old he still has these these infant you know characteristics he sounds like a little you know a newborn um but he's powerful he knows yeah he he knows exactly what he's doing um but i mean it took a lot out of him right it knocked Mm -hmm. him out um and then the one issue i did have with this with this episode is that the mandalorian just comes up and stabs with his you know his little knife right in the neck of this thing and it just kills it instantly i was like what um 
that anyway, that's a little, little issue I had with it. But I was like, he puts up this huge fight and then he just gives him one tiny little stab with a butter knife and then he's dead. A butter knife. I don't know. Unless maybe, you know, a little baby Yoda did something and like, I don't know, snapped his neck or something, but brutal, right? Yeah. Brutal. But, uh, so, I mean, he's, he's protecting, protecting the Mandalorian. Uh, maybe he's sensing the good in the Mandalorian. Maybe he knows the Mandalorian isn't going to give him up. I mean, you would think that if he has the ability to be like this powerful and controlled mm-hmm. with the force already, he, yeah. I, this is just me. I would assume that he would also be able to sense some sort of character, Yeah, you know, uh-huh. but I could be wrong. I don't know. It could just be that he feels some sort of gratitude for him or he's the first person who seemed to be trying to actually protect him from, for whatever reason. Yeah. So he's going with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I mean, it, you know, he takes you know baby green bean to the to the, um, or he gets the egg right. He takes the egg to the Jawas and the, those damn things slice that thing open. That is <laughs> and grossest. about twelve of them just go around the thing and just start eating the yolk, and it was it was pretty gross. And I think that <laughs> am I wrong that the Mandalorian like he's wearing a mask but i feel him eye roll and like yes. shake his head you're absolutely right like i can feel it yeah it was just like i this is what i almost died for like this isn't <laughs> some sacred like thing. no they just they just want to eat it Ew. like that's crazy um, that was the cherry on top of the jaw with sunday right that, yeah, that, <laughs> i think i assume and, and the the joke is that you are to assume it it's like a religious purpose that they yeah. want this thing for, or maybe it chemically they can do something with it and yeah. make some powerful, you know, potions of some kind uh, that Jawas used. But yeah. no, it's they just love eating the yolk <laughs> and they just chow down on it right then and there, slice that thing uh, open and start drinking it. Yeah, I, it was I pretty just gross. Loved every minute of Java. <laughs> so uh, the Mandalorian gets his parts, and and in one night. It seems he fixes the whole damn ship. Did, did anyone pick up on that? I'm like, what? We put this whole thing back together. Well, but they made with a, a sled full of, of parts and in, in one night. But Quill made a comment because the Mandalorian was well, like, "Oh, this is gonna take us forever." And then he was pretty much like, "Well, you he, help yeah, with faster. that attitude, it's yeah, going to." But I, I don't know. Maybe there's well, a couple issues I had with this episode was the knife and and putting the ship back together in a matter of hours. I wonder if anyone else saw this. There was this this image that hit me in this this reference I drew when they have all the parts from the Jawa, mm-hmm. uh, and they're on that little cart where Quill's riding the Blurg, yeah. pulling the cart with the Mandalorian sitting on it, and all the things are stacked up and tied up there as best as they can as they're carting it back. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, the Grinch. The Grinch, I, exactly. Uh, what I was cartoon with uh, you know the big sleigh full of stuff that he stole. <laughs> Just throw some <laughs> antlers on the Blurg, and there you got yeah. it. That's actually hilarious. Oh uh, no, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, that's a lot of parts, and then it's not moving <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's it was. Well, it's funny because and then the. Mandalorian's heart grew three sizes. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe we'll finally get a word from oh, him. Yeah, that sled but just goes down the hill and in the beginning delivers presents to all the little Jawas. When they were like riding on the cart in the blurg and they were going so slow, I was yeah. like, "Why?" Yeah. Well, now I realize how know. many parts there were there missing. Was, I mean, it was a whole ship. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. his ship was was skin and bones. I mean, you know, I can't think of a better analogy, but it was just the bones of the ship. I mean, just the frame of it. Yeah. And that, that's what had me annoyed is like you you prepared this thing for like 
light speed in a couple hours? Like, I mean, we're going through space, folks. Like, this ain't just, you know, you know, welding a couple parts here and there. This is this is pretty intricate stuff anyway. We are not engineers we're on not, this podcast. I'm definitely not an engineer. <laughs> Um, but so he gets his parts, you know, he, he, he asks, uh, Quill, uh, the Ugna, uh, he thanks him, you know, for helping him out and says, Hey, I could use, you know, uh, a, a guy of your skill on my team. And he's like, nah, you, uh, were my guest. Um, you don't owe me anything. Um, I'm here, you know, I, I, I did you pick that this up at the end? He said, I, I, I spent a lot of time, you know, getting out of servitude, um, to mm-hmm. be able to just be on my on my live valley peacefully. here and live peacefully yeah that, i thought that was really cool um i mean i really wanted him to go with the mandalorian and it may come to that it may come to i that. hope we see him again no i do too he, he's i mean i think we will he, he's he set the whole tone for the show that I, <laughs> I i've spoken he was the last i, I think it was the last words spoken there in that episode so everyone Almost loves the that only guy. words spoken in I, that episode. no you're right that's absolutely right um so and then yeah we get we get that that ship prepped and we're we're we take off. Um, Where are we going? That's a great question. Um, we see, you know, he's checking. You, you notice him checking on him in the in the ship. He checks back to see he's trying to shake him to wake him up or whatever. And then little little green bean wakes up. And then that I think that's the end of the oh, episode. You know what we skimmed over? Oh, what did we skim over? When um, that's what I'm known for skimming over <laughs> stuff. No, um, I don't know. Luke, you might have uh, thought about this too. When they were um, coming. Like if the Mandalorian and Quill were together going back to the ship and the Mandalorian, you could tell, had been trying to explain to Quill what had happened because um, yes. the Jawas were trying to leave and they were like, forget about it. We're just going to go. Yeah. And then when they're, they give him, they deliver the egg and then they're leaving. He's trying to explain what happened with the Mudhorn and little Green Bean. Mm-hmm. And he like can't find the words to explain it. And then Quill's like, so tell me again, like, is he injured? And then the Mandalorian was like, well, not physically. not physically. And then he, like, doesn't understand, like, what had happened. Been a long yeah, I time. Of, I was kind of surprised he shared what happened with Quill. I thought that showed yeah. a lot of trust yeah. yep. in him to to explain how he got out of it. Uh, and I didn't catch that until the second time I watched it. That yep. Yeah, the, clearly the dialogue shows he kind of revealed to Quill that – yeah, the, the force, uh, he might not have used those words, but mm-hmm. you know, the, the instance where Yoda intervened, the yodeling green bean intervened with the force. So I was like, he really trusts this. So I'm not, yeah. Know. Well, they, they talked as if they had a conversation about it before, like off camera. Yeah, I think they, you know I saying? think they had, like cause they he had, was like, tell me again, tell me again. And he can't explain it really. I so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not surprising that they can't, because I mean, this is what, five years after, um jedi right and i mean there's 20 some years there since the 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 jedi have been around right and my my timeline off luke and we've got a a couple decades or so since the jedi have have even been around so the fact that they really don't understand that uh, it's not surprising but if to us it's like how do you not know what that is but it's like they don't know what they're dealing with here this this thing is showing powers they've never seen before and i'm sure there's there's you know elements of of weirdness that they've seen but this is probably really out there i feel like for star wars it it's rare for us as viewers to have more information than the characters in the show have yeah and i feel like this is one of those rare moments where i'm like i know exactly Mm -hmm. well maybe not exactly but like i know about this and you don't and we're gonna watch you learn what is happening yeah and, and 
like thinking about it, like Quill is probably like, you know what? <laughs> I'm good. Like, <laughs> this is gonna bring a lot of a lot of chaos, and I just want to kind of live my life peacefully on my farm, fixing stuff or whatever he's mm-hmm. doing. Um, so that's a great point. I, I had forgotten that they even mentioned what had happened. Um, so yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little more. And, and it seems like there's more than just, you know, the Mandalorian out looking for this thing, right? I mean, we've got IG 11 who received explicit mm-hmm. instructions to take the thing out. Um, those Andosians, those Transdosians tra- had a, 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 well, they may, whoever they are. Um, maybe there's Andosia, Transdosia. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they were out, it seemed, to kill the thing, too. I mean, it, the way it was going and attacking it before he, he disintegrated, you know, yeah. the, the transdotion. People, people in the group were talking about the fob um, yeah. that fell. I think Michael speculated that it actually was probably just another fob on yeah. Baby Yoda to track him and bring him in. I think you've got multiple factions here vying for whatever this is. You got The, the Empire isn't as prevalent as it used to be, so... These could be other crime syndicates. Who knows? You could but how have, do they know about it? That's a great question. I, I mean, how does anybody know about it? How does the Empire know about it? I have no idea. But they all probably want it for different purposes. But um, we've only really seen the Empire. But if the Empire... Who knows? The Empire is known to have... I mean, the Emperor himself had, in Legends, and even a little bit of canon, he had bounty hunters going after, you know um things he had vader going after mm-hmm. um you know jedi and, and skywalker he also had prince zizor uh and, and legends um if i'm pronouncing that correctly um so lots of lots of players here especially with the the empire out um well not necessarily completely out but but um diminished um there's probably a lot of players and then who knows what they want with it um, it's going to be really interesting. I, I don't know how much we're actually going to get into that with six episodes, 30. They just get shorter. They're getting shorter. Um, so hopefully they don't, you know, get any shorter than 30 minutes. Um, cause we, we really are really enjoying this show. Um, so in, anything else about the episode itself? Any, any, any theories, Luke, you got some theories. You got any, any other juicy stuff? Before theories, there was one other little amusing bit that we uh, haven't talked about yet. It was kind of right towards the middle. I think it was after he went to Quill after uh, his failed attempt to uh, attack the Sandcrawler. And he's just sitting there talking to him in the dark. And they show some shots of the green bean kind of playing with playing with oh. those frogs <laughs> and then it shows it shows the, he has one in his mouth and at one point the mandalorian kind of turns looks at him and says spit that out spit and that. he just swallows the thing whole. <laughs> oh. i thought that was hilarious I, i've been I wondering too. throughout the episode kind of like how is he uh you know caring for a green bean is he getting like yeah. a bottle what's going yeah, on here yeah. is he gonna heat a no. bottle kind of sustenance yeah yeah no, he just he just needs a frog every now and then, and it's good to go. No, absolutely. And, and then he laughed after he like swallowed it. He like burped and he laughed. Yep, he did. It's just like a little baby. Or yeah, it's just a matter of time before we see this thing on his shoulder, like <laughs> like going around. He can't be in that little thing the whole time. That, that's gonna get boring. He's gonna be on his back, on his shoulder, just like Cal and and BD one. Um and, and right BD one yep yep the droid um or Yoda and Luke it's that it's it's gonna happen hey I said last yeah. time he needs to get one of those baby wraps and just yes wrap them around yes I I gotta say I 
I have been pleasantly surprised, but surprised with what we're getting. Um, the way this show was kind of, you know, fed to us and and previews and 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 advertising, it felt. I don't know. It didn't feel like what we're getting. I love what we're getting, but it didn't feel like that's what we were getting. Um, it's 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 so much different than what I expected. I don't know what you guys expected, but I expected something different. Um, but it still feels like a western because you have this this protagonist character who's stumbled upon something he de- doesn't necessarily want to care about, but eventually ends up caring about it. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a classic Western yeah, theme. A lot of gunfights. A lot of a lot gunfight. of, I mean, blurg back writing. Blurg back writing. <laughs> um, just kind of has some of those classic Western themes still, still, but it's definitely not, I don't know. I don't know. What, is this what you guys expected? No, but I love it. I do too. But didn't expect it. Luke, is this what you were expecting to see coming out of Disney Plus? No, I mean, the main plot, you know, basically centered around the green bean. Yeah. You know, who could have predicted that? And so, I mean, lots of elements of it, I think, are along what I was thinking. But it's it's got me hooked a lot deeper than I even imagined it could. And going forward, I think. You know, you're talking about where are we going next, where you have to get back to the central question of what does he do with it now that he's off world? Yeah. Yeah. You know, first episode was getting the bounty. He's got it. The second episode was really just about establishing uh, what the what the green bean is capable of and revealing that to the Mandalorian. Yep. And oh, along the way, we had a really good time and we're really amused by Jawas. Yes. But ultimately, that was the purpose of this whole episode was to kind of that reveal. Uh, and that's why I think it was a pretty short one, because. You, they didn't want to. You could argue that the rest of it was filler, but it was so much fun filler that. Yeah. Um, but they didn't want it to go on too long. They wanted to get to the point where there's that reveal, and then okay, let's get him off planet. Let's get yep. to the rest of the story because yep. the rest of the story is not going to happen until he gets off planet. So now we get to the big question of, does he turn this bounty in or does he do something else with it? So, I think maybe he'll that that armor at the little Mandalorian camp seemed to be somewhat of a a sage a like wise person in the tribe mm-hmm. that yeah. maybe he'll seek her out i think it was a female the way it was portrayed and i think voice. so too yep uh maybe it, it, he'll seek her out for advice maybe or find some confidant he can talk to before yeah. going back to you know Werner herzog's uh, group uh, to decide what to do so i think we're going to get to that you know situation pretty quickly and then that will you pull in some of the characters when we know are coming down the line mm-hmm. with uh what uh cara dune and uh yep uh, i can't remember what the character he's playing but uh juan carlo esposito actor is coming from yeah. breaking bad too so there's still a lot a lot of people we haven't met that yeah. need to come into the show we know are coming and i think the rest of the episodes are going to center around the issue of what he decides to do with the bounty now he has it yeah that's actually we talked about on the live one but we haven't seen i mean we're going to be halfway Halfway through through. the series and we haven't seen those other characters so but yeah this is sound it's we've set up that foundation and yeah now it's like what's next um it's just it's really entertaining it's really it's not what i expected i really didn't think we were going to see a lot of force in this but um and also the mandalorian himself i mean just you know, he's not as polished 
as you think of when you think of a Mandalorian and, and battle tested and, and, and confident and, 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 um, relentless, but he, so he, he has, you know, his shortcomings too. So it's going to be really interesting to see, to see how he develops and, and ultimately what he does. Cause you know, what are, if, if, you know, if this is successful, baby Yoda gets out of here, we're, where is baby Yoda in the future? And that's, I know a, where, a, yeah, that's a really nice segue into something I want to play. Um, you know, I asked for you guys to send voicemails and, and, and it's fantastic. We've got, um, got some audio here from, from Rob. Um, Rob's been, you know, with us for a while now. And, um, if, if you know Rob and you know Rob from the group, Rob's got a lot to say. Um, and we love it and I love it I love every minute of it and the fact to you know to think that Rob would be able to say what he needed to say in a three-minute voicemail um, it just ain't gonna happen hey I think his introduction is three minutes um, so I I, I I typically you know I wouldn't say you know here you know spend 10 minutes 11 minutes you know tell us what you know you want us your theories and stuff like that while i love them um we do need, try to keep them brief but i know rob's got a lot to say so i said you know what he's got 11 minutes of audio here i'm gonna let it happen and, and we'll talk about it as much as we can and he, he wants to talk about baby yoda he wants to talk about a theory he has that he gets to towards the end and he brings in some interesting um references to the fate of the jedi series and abeloth and mm -hmm. uh final fantasy which i've never played in my life so i'm not gonna understand great. a reference but holly can luke did you ever play final fantasy back in the day uh one of them for a little bit but not extensively okay well our resident you know expert here holly is gonna <laughs> have to explain a little bit of this to us but uh so i'm gonna go ahead and see if i can uh get this thing going here and, and like i said you know 11 minutes of rob he's got a lot of energy uh, so no, this isn't WrestleMania. He's got a lot of he's he's got a a lot of wrestling in him. I can feel it. He's got the sound. Um, so get ready for the energy. A lot of energy, but he, he's <laughs> over, overall he's he's such a good guy. He has got a lot to say about Star Wars. So let's let's go ahead and sink into this. Ready to bring the pain, flying casual, as I get ready to drop my first audio on you guys. Oh yeah, a little bit of high energy there. But let's get right to it. Mandalorian, great. Great, great show we all know this we've already been talking about it i want to talk about the baby yoda looking thing all right whatever species that might be whatever it might you know i'm just getting out of work and this thing has been in my head all day so here it goes get ready and buckle up because y'all have never been on a ride that heat override provides <laughs> oh yeah Should have had him do the intro buckle in every up. rpg that you've almost played there's always been good versus evil everything in life Almost every battle in life is always good versus evil. I mean, maybe your evil's just trying to get your to your next stop if you're a you know a truck delivery guy delivering that coffee. But Amen. what I saw in this baby Yoda and with the timeline, this matches up perfectly. So let's just do a little recourse. Come on. Usually role-playing games have a bunch of bad guys or an empire. Empire is used a lot in video games and they want to cause havoc. They're trying to bring back the ultimate evil. All right, so going back to the Fate series, when I, when they were talking to the Killix, I think it was the Killix, about, you know, Abeloth and where she came from. So when they did all the transcripts, all those hieroglyphics that they, you know, were on the walls that the Killix showed them, it described, you know, the, the Mortis family 
and then Abeloff, and then her coming along, and then her stepping in, and then her ultimately becoming herself. At the end of this, I am pretty sure that they said that evil always comes back every so often. So after Abeloff was caught at the station, and was set free, she had already been around. Now, has she become so powerful that she's supposed to come back around? And this is why when you hear or see my posts, why I'm trying to dissect the next level of where Star Wars is gonna go. It's not just about episode nine for me. It's about the direction it's going to go. Let's go. And the direction I feel that a lot of people may feel, and it may not be true, it may never come true, is I wanna see this head towards the Yuzhan Von War. Let's go. Even though this is supposedly a little past it with Luke not being there, they can re-script everybody into this situation. Getting back to Abeloff, who I have already said, I think Emperor Palpatine may be the movie's version of Abeloff. Abeloff was powerful. She handled fighting all of the Sith, Luke and Ben Skywalker all at once. She and did. she won. Spoiler. She literally only ever lost when it came to that point where she was like, I'm out of here, or they got away. But Abeloff, in the final stages of her battle, may have lost to Sabah Simbatine, and of course, she was in a machine. She had tons of avatars. And right now, the Palpatine coming back to life as a clone is plausible, but is Palpatine that strong to where he could be like Abeloff and be able to take avatars? And maybe his avatar was Snoke, or maybe Snoke was just its own person. But where this lies in why I'm bringing this up about role-playing games, video games, is that if you go back, I just got done beating The Secret of Mana. The hero I have no idea was the is. son of the mana tree and the knight that's supposed to protect the mana tree. Ultimately, that was his mom, and she comes to him at the end. Now, the one thing about the remake that the remake did well was add video scenes. So there was a lot deeper s story to this. That being said, now you have to step back and think about what I just said. So, if there's always an ultimate evil that always is reborn, and in Secret of Mana, it was the Mana Beast. It came back, it became infuriated, and you had to fight it at the end, after you had dispatched all the evil humans that were trying to bring it back and cause the world destruction. At the end of the game, everything is set back into stone, and one of the characters goes away because she's a sprite, which is made of magic, and thus magic disappeared from the world at the end of this game. Now, oh, is that ringing any bell? The hero was born for the secret of mana, and I didn't have that. This seems That's to okay. be a trait that even game, in though. the Final oh. Fantasy series has come true that a hero has been born. Uh, you can't really. I said something about Cloud during the live feed last night, but I think this is more like you know some of the other Final Fantasies to where you know. They're born and they're there for a reason. And the reason is to take out the ultimate evil. Maybe we're overlooking all of this because we heard about there's going to be a spoiler or something in this first one that was supposed to, you know, maybe be a spoiler. 
And now, would a little baby Yoda be a spoiler at that age? And what if he never makes it Come to on. the age that, yeah. you know, that He'd he would still need have to, to be, be here. at to, f- to eventually fight Palpatine? What did I just say? I said fight Come on, Rob. Palpatine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go. Because Ray and Kylo are in this world where they're trying to battle and find themselves. And this this little baby Yoda, if survive, if it survives the Mandalorian and grows up, now I don't know, we don't know Yoda years. We don't know if like at age 50 or 100 that it's still a teenager and that it's still weak. So again, this is a hypothetical synopsis. And this is also me trying to foreplan the future of where they need to go with this. Now, if the last Skywalker was Luke and Leia, and Kylo goes on his way as, you know, as a solo, it just seems that they're gonna be overmatched at some point. And if they're overmatched, we all remember Yoda walking in. Come on. To save <laughs> Anakin. Come on. And Obi-Wan from Count Dooku. <laughs> and we all know that Yoda has gone on record saying that the dark side is always, always a blur. I mean, not word for word, but it's always, always will catch you off guard. And then he talks all these ways and he talks in riddles, but over those 900 some years that he was alive, what did he do? This is something that all of us Star Wars people have never, ever, ever known. Yeah. But we need to know. Now we, we see want this. To know. Baby Yoda, what is this? Is this the rebirth? Because if Palpatine could bring himself back, wow. Yoda should have been able to bring himself back. I said, and the Mandalorian is, so to say, five years or so after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, if that's that would be about the same. That would be about the timeline that you would need a hero reborn. So that the hero becomes strong and older to fight the ultimate evil that always comes back, let's just say every thousand years. Yeah. Now we're a lot of the books are very vague about what happened in the old republic and a lot of Yoda's years. We've only got glimpses. But Star Wars has always been your classic good versus evil. And now we see this this little baby Yoda, what does it play in episode nine? What is its role? To me, I think it comes in on the last battle. Why not? I don't, I find it very far-fetched that this is even gonna happen and I really do think that Kylo and Rey ultimately double team Emperor Palpatine. Phrasing there, In destroying him just like it took a lot of people to kill many avatars mm. of Abeloff. Yeah. And that only, and in her death, when she went away, they had to defeat her in the, the shadows beyond, They had, or beyond shadows, whatever. And they had to beat her in physical form and in computer form, in multiple physical forms. We're talking all these battles that went on. Um, I should have probably said spoiler alert. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's, that's how we do it, Rob. So why not a smaller version? Why not they just do that? And why not Why not Ray and Kylo kill that version of Palpatine 
And then Luke in Anakin, as what would be really badass, Luke and Anakin kill Palpatine in the Beyond Shadows, thus putting Palpatine's soul into a slumber for, let's say, a thousand years. This is Rob, Heat Override, ready to bring the pain for you guys any day of the week. My ideas may be crazy, Not at all. but hey, if you go, you go and you ever played any role-playing game, you always know. You could even go back to Final Fantasy VI, Terra. Way back. Terra was half human, half Esper, and she was, she was strong, but she was born that way. She was born to eventually defeat Gestal. And that's how we're gonna end it. I hope everybody had a good time. I know this is very <laughs> wordy, but there's a lot and I could not put this in text because if I did, you wouldn't understand it because I talk way I'd too have a fast hard time and it does that. not translate yes. to text well at all. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for the airtime, Michael and Holly. And may the force be with you. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> So if you got through that, you see Rob's got a lot of energy. I mean, a lot. Bring. I don't know why I didn't have him do an intro for the podcast next time. Well, you know what I'm saying. So you know, a lot. I'm gonna have to take Rob's word for the Final Fantasy stuff because I've never played it. Um, but but the 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 heart of what he's getting at is at least what my I'm understanding is that you know because we have the ultimate baddie that's Palpatine that kind of he's making a connection with Abeloth and what they did in the Fate of the Jedi series and you know she's come back many times and it's taken you know Ben Luke the the, the sword of the Jedi you know to to destroy this evil um uh that he's thinking that this could play out in episode 9 or maybe even you know in another 10 years we see Palpatine in some other form come back and it's going to take these people um, coming together um, to do that. So he thinks, you know, you know, realistically, he thinks maybe it's just going to be, you know, Ray, Kylo defeating Palpatine. Maybe there's some Anakin influence, something like that in the story. Um, but something, you know, that's really interesting is that now we, we've got this incredibly, we assume, powerful force user now in the Mandalorian that's been around for 50 years, which is before any Star Wars that we know of. So, is this baby Yoda, the, is it created from the Force, you know, to counter what, you know, it knows the species? It could, you know, be effective towards fighting evil in years to come, and it's going to plant that seed and knows that evil is coming and is going to require that balance. Are we going to get that interconnected, Luke? Whew, uh, <laughs> it's a lot it's so to hard process. to say. Uh, what I have thought of throughout this is that we've got another Ahsoka situation on our hands because, God, yeah. and think you know, I, I wonder if Dave Filoni just loves doing this to people. Absolutely, uh, because they drop Ahsoka in to the Clone Wars animated movie that debuts in two thousand eight. Yeah, and it's this story that's taking place in between episodes two and three. So, so we know where these characters, Anakin and Obi Wan, are going. And the Jedi in general, and the galaxy in general, and that's very similar to where we are now. With this show takes place after Return of the Jedi, before the sequel trilogy, so we kind of we see where the galaxy was in Return of the Jedi. We know where the galaxy is going, 
yeah. for the sequel trilogy, and they plop this major character, major force wielder onto us, and everyone was like, under the assumption Ahsoka must die through the course of this series because she can't be around in Revenge of the Sith because there's no sign or mention yeah. of her in Revenge of the Sith or whatever. And, you know, they came up with a extremely clever, extremely well-done, beautiful storyline for her where she leaves the Order. And those few episodes where she leaves the Order and the conclusion are some of the like most powerful animated uh, episodes of a TV show I've, I've ever seen and, and are, you know, great to watch. So now we're left with this Yoda yodeling green bean dropped on us and everyone starts going, well, wh- where is this guy? Yeah. Where's he been? Trilogy? Where is he? Yeah. Uh, he must not make it there. So, or maybe he does make it there because we haven't seen episode nine yet. Yeah, I, I love Rob's energy and, and uh, enthusiasm for this theory, and and like it makes sense that you need this powerful, uh, you know, powerful light to battle the powerful dark. Like he's talking about that dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I would be shocked if if Green Bean makes it in to the sequel trilogy to Episode Nine. Yeah, uh, as a, that directly of a tie-in, but yeah, now gosh. Let the speculation run rampant, you know. <laughs> I think it's gonna yeah. be snow yeah. all over again. Right. I just wonder so Yeah, look come on come on, Holly. Okay. I know you got a lot to say. Cause I was coming to you next. Well, phrasing. That sounded terrible. Go I ahead. have a lot to say. Yeah, I you do. I just think, okay. So our Yodling Green Bean yep. is fifty years old, very clearly still in the infancy yeah. stage of his Life. We know Yoda was 900 years old when we met him, right? Yeah, around there. uh, Yeah, around there, yeah. Well, doesn't our episode nine, Mm -hmm. isn't it only like 20-ish years after the Mandalorian? So So for some perspective, at the time of the Mandalorian, Ben Solo is a baby. Yeah. Ray. Finn haven't even been created yet. Ben Solo is just a baby. Yeah. So yeah, that's another Ben is his early twenties, I think, mm-hmm. in the in the new sequel trilogy. So yeah, about twenty some years. Yes, because yeah. Ray's what, eighteen, nineteen. Yep. So to me, I would think that that green bean Yoda would still be in that infancy stage. Yeah. Rob, I'm so sorry. I'm not negating no, I don't think you are negating. But I think that because I've thought about that too. Yeah. What happened? Well, we've yeah we've really latched onto that line in episode one about the fifty years old. Yeah. And I said had some discussions with some friends about that as well because there's so much discussion around that and feeling it it doesn't make sense because if you extrapolate out to nine hundred years old, mm-hmm. if if fifty is like this infant toddler type being that we see, oh uh, well then Yoda really wasn't that old. Yeah. Uh, but that that's assuming sort of a linear aging or a linear development. And maybe, heck, maybe he's not really 50 years old. Maybe that information True. isn't totally accurate yep. that, that they had for the bounty. So there's that. Uh, we don't know if the information was correct. And then secondly, we don't know how this species develops. Maybe yep. they they don't develop hardly at all for 40 years, 
then they are like this baby like thing for 10 years yeah. and then in another 30 50 years they're like completely mature. grown adult mature so by by the time he's a 100 you know they're completely mature adult but again like holly's saying that's not maybe quite enough time to get to nine but who knows maybe maybe at 70 this this species is fully developed and that would be enough yeah. time to get to nine and, and, I, to... and i don't think you guys are even like dis you know disagreeing with him because in, in my eyes this character could be the seedling of what's to come. And that's what Rob was saying. In the future. You Not have, even necessarily this secret yeah, trilogy. You have this storyline where there's always this evil force. And usually it's the same evil force. But it keeps being defeated by mm -hmm. the same good force. And yeah. then they, they'll they go away. And then they come back. Whether it's like reincarnation yeah. or like in some other form. Yeah. But it's still the same bad force. And ultimately like... You have the bad guy, as you say, the big baddie. Yeah. And then you have your good guy, which is your hero. Every single time that hero serves one purpose. Yeah. And that is to get rid of or diminish or put away that force. And so maybe, yeah, it could be setting you up for something yeah. far past the Rise of Skywalker that we just don't know about yet. The, the Rise of Skywalker could leave us in darkness uh -huh. oh. for five to 10 years please don't I, but it could shocker i i don't think it will but it could it they may not even meet the challenge it could be way bigger than any of them thought would that be a good end to the skywalker saga no nah. probably not it wouldn't be traditional with what star wars has done but that's not to say in 600 years there won't be some big evil and you know what maybe we need the jedi order back Maybe we need Green Bean to create his own order. I mean... Maybe Green Bean's the last Jedi. We just didn't know. Well, <laughs> I mean, the question is actually getting more complicated now because, yeah, you're adding other force. You got Cal, which is a whole other conversation. I thought... That I, 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 Me and my naive mind thought that we could fit in a Fallen Order discussion with Episode 2 here. <laughs> um, but that's, that's going to have to be another time. Um, but you have the, all these, like Luke mentioned it, you know, episodes ago, like we're really packing in a lot in these little windows of time. We're throwing in characters that we didn't have before. And that complicates the story. It complicates maybe where we thought we were going and, and, and maybe it fits into it nicely. Maybe it doesn't, or maybe these people just don't make it like in rogue one. You're like, well, where are these guys going to be? Well, they all died. Yeah. Um, spoiler if you didn't see Rogue One, but so it, that, that Yoda may this Yoda baby may not make it, Cal may not make it. I haven't finished the game yet, I have no idea. Um, so it, we could just be like, like Rob said, we could be, you know, I don't, I, I love Fate of the Jedi, I, I love the Abeloff, you know, uh, you know, I love that whole story. Um, I love that you really see heroes step up like Ben Skywalker. Um, with his father just so proud of him and what he's become, and he's just like he's a better Jedi than I'll ever be. Those it allows for those moments that she's so powerful, and I hope we'll see something like that here in the Rise of Skywalker. Um, and if we don't, you know, maybe we will get into kind of an EU like, you know, part of the galaxy here in ten years if they if they bring back a the Star Wars saga maybe not with the Skywalkers but with something else in order um, or you know some other protagonist so it I, I love what he's saying I love he's making the connections because 
So some character, you know, like 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 Yoda, this powerful, this young, you know, in this window of time, it could have big consequences. Yeah. Um, and and and, and they're out there seeking allies, and they don't know that they maybe need this little, you know, like now sixty some year old baby or whatever, seventy some whatever, whatever it's gonna be, teenager, or maybe he shows up, he's doing backflips, and he's taking out, you know, um, the Knights of Ren. Who knows? Imagine like a sassy teenage Yoda ling. <laughs> like he's Groot. Like he <laughs> like he just becomes a really like annoying teenager. What a jerk. Um, yeah, he's just like using the force like in an annoying manner to like slam make himself serial or something. Times. Or slam his door yeah. like a jerk. Um you, yeah, you never know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Hey, I, it's being yeah. marketed as a Star Wars universe spoiler. It all matters. Yeah, I mean that they they said that. Whether that's, hey, Yoda species is still around, y'all didn't know that, or holy cow, you didn't know there's this insanely powerful, you know, yeah. force user out there that isn't Ray, that isn't Kylo Ren, that isn't Cal, um, and it isn't Kanan, it isn't any other character. These new characters that you now know, it's yeah. it's it's someone else, and it's it's just like Yoda. Um, oh, come on, what? Come what on! If, what if green beans at the at Luke's training temple when when Kylo? Holy cow! That could be a possibility. Wow! Right? That would be awesome. Sorry, Luke, you got you got a little silenced by my bedtime alarm telling me, "Hey, Michael, go to bed." Um, <laughs> forgot to silence that. So you said maybe he was at the academy. Is that what you said? Yeah, that 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 could be a possibility with the timelines of things Ooh. that you know. Can you imagine? You know, Luke has wherever his his setup was. You know, the the images we see in in the Last Jedi, the flashbacks to that place, and uh, the training academy and everything. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Ben Solo killed killed the Yodling on his way out the door. Wow! So that's how it gets tied. No, that I mean, I mean, that's yeah. actually genius, Luke. Like maybe. He has been identified. Maybe he is. Maybe he goes to Luke's academy and he escapes. And maybe we'll get some, you know, standalone Disney Plus series or movie about, you know, Yeedle or whatever the hell they're saying the the, the name is online. That's a who knows. That's a fantastic idea. Um, or you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. This baby Yoda is why Ben Solo is so pissed off because he became Luke's, you know, you know, main apprentice. Like, wow, he's the one that's going to, you know, Luke was playing favorites, save the galaxy. And Ben's like this stupid green guy. No. And he wrecks the whole place. Is that is it? Who knows? That's it's possible. Um, but I like the fact that he he comes in there at the at the at the at the temple, and maybe if we see a flashback, we see a little green bean running away or something. <laughs> He's in the rubble or something with Luke. Who knows? Uh-huh. The frog leg hanging out of his mouth. That's right. He was in the cafeteria when Ben lost his <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's like, thank God I was in the cafeteria. Oh my God, that would be that would be fantastic. So it, it's it's going to be interesting how this plays out. I, I I don't know if I want him, you know out in the galaxy after all this or if i wanted him to come to a tragic end and you know kind of with like with rogue one um and and we know with some of our you know rebels friends um no spoilers for holly 
No spoilers for me, please. So, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. I wanted to give, you know, Rob that time. Like I said, I, that guy's got a lot of energy. I love him for it. Um, and he loves Star Wars. And I, I knew he couldn't get it in three minutes. So, we went with the audio file. So, Rob, thanks for sending us that. And you guys, send in your own, too, you know. Um, I, I love hearing your guys' energy. You heard Rob there, passionate about Star Wars, just like us in his own way. Um, and he's in that group. He's in that Facebook group. So, if you like that energy... There's a lot of it in there, so so go in there and speculate with them. Um, but th this, uh, I don't know. The Mandalorian's been a huge surprise. I feel like we could talk about it for another half hour or so and, and really dig even deeper into it, but we all got work tomorrow. I know. That's just, you know, no, that's not a good thing. The opposite thing. of how we feel. That's not a <laughs> good womp thing. Womp. Don't have a, a good sound effect for that. But um, so, you know, it's uh, we're, we're going to talk about Fallen Order. I've got to find a way to bring Luke into the discussion. If that's him just coming over for eight hours and beating the game himself, or if I'm going to kind of feed him the story as we go, um, I got to find a way to get him that story. He's, he's a busy man right now. We're, we're blessed to have him on the podcast. So we're going to get him up to speed on fallen order. If I've got to watch the, you know, his kids for him, um, just so he can come play my PS4. So we're going to get him up to speed on that. Um, we're, we're, good few hours into the game right i mean it's solid it's awesome it's a but solid game everybody how much game time there was and everyone just said well they say you won't be disappointed won't be disappointed so who knows we're probably like one percent in weeks and weeks of gaming i'm <laughs> down but it, it has been fantastic and there's a lot to talk about that, that too with with cal and his story so we'll we'll definitely get into that um in episodes to come but um yeah, I, we've got another week of The Mandalorian. And, I mean, I, 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 people were forgetting about Episode 9. Now, we haven't even really – we've talked about it a little bit, but what is today? The 17th? Yep. I mean, we are, are coming down to the wire got here a month. almost a month. Yeah, so we are we are coming close. So you guys send in your theories, um, you know, just like Rob did. You know, send us an email. That would be amazing. We'll play that live and, and break that down as much as we can. Or or, or send us an email um, at uh, flyingcasualcast at gmail. Um, and if, if everyone would like, we could start sharing, you know, some of the theories going on in the Facebook group. I, I, I like that to be private conversations with folks, but if they want it to be discussed here, you know, let us know. We can, we can surely do that. There's a lot of conversation going on there. So we'd have to pick kind of what we want to kind of focus on the most, but a lot of good stuff going on. There's there so, so much conversation going on in the group right now too. Oh, absolutely. If you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not in the group, go to our Facebook page and check oh, it out. Yeah. There's a button. You can visit the group and ask to join. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Wade's in there. Um, probably going to ask you a few entry, you know, questions. Make sure you're not a robot and that you're an actual Star Wars fan. Um, no, this is not a Game of Thrones podcast. No, it's not a Star Trek podcast. And yes, we can see your responses when you and fill out the questionnaire. Yes, we can. And so hopefully they are, you know, they're good. <laughs> but um, so lots to come here in the coming weeks with Star Wars. Um, it None of it has really disappointed yet. So I don't know about you guys. But this has been a great conversation. Love having Holly here and Luke to chat about all of it with me. Um, I'm going to go hop on and play some more PS4 <laughs> and hopefully beat this game. So we'll see you all next week.